0: Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the
1: home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: This edition of the show, we are going to be talking some football signing day, spectacular edition. Da 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 da. Also, UK coach John Calipari and assistant Joel Justice traveled to visit a five-star prospect, and Kyle has a fun story to share about some people who do some work behind the scenes at Rupp Arena. And I'm going to be honest; it's been a long day for me, guys. This is uh my this, but by the end of this, it'll be my third hour of talking. Either radio or podcast. Thing started out the day doing Tom Lees show. No, it'll be three yeah, and a half. Be your,
1: yeah, oh, good on gravy! See, fourth I, hour.
0: I can't even count. Um, so if I doze off, Kyle, you won't know because Kyle will be able to fill the airway. With his <laughs> his voice, um, but we're gonna. I think the plan is right now, and obviously the holidays are coming up next weekend, so the schedule will be thrown off a little bit. And I'm going to be dropping in some Mark Stoops audio from the signing day press conference today, and probably Vince Merrow as well. And I'll let them kind of comment on some specific guys a little bit more, um, going forward. So you know, just be kind of patient with that. Obviously, we only have 30 minutes a day, so we'll be rolling that out, um, all the way probably up until the bowl game, a little bit at a time, um, but just overall you know, today, Kentucky had another recruiting class. Uh, currently they're ranked about 31st, 32nd, depending on where you're looking. And, you know, Kyle overall, that's a, that's a right about where Kentucky has been the past couple of
1: years. Yeah. I mean, since Mark Stoops came to town, they've been in the, you know, 20 to 35 range basically every year. And, you know, I think that's right where they need to be. Um, obviously people are saying now let's take the next step. Let's, you know, Get a top ten class or a top fifteen class. Um, one that's really hard to do because you're competing against a bunch of name brands that have been doing it for a lot of years, and you're coming off you're you're just wrapping up your first nine win season in 34 years. Um, but also, I mean, I think they've closed the gap. I mean, the, they were. I have this. Let me find this tweet. Uh, while you find
0: already. that, see, I already made my first mistake since I've been talking so much. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in a bit. Okay,
1: back to me. So uh, my internet here in your uh, studio is going slow, but here it is. So since Mark Stoops got to Kentucky starting in 2013, their recruiting classes have ranked 34 22, 38, 34, 30, 36. And this one is 31 and could climb higher or go lower, but probably we'll climb higher. Cause they're going to add some more guys in the five classes before he got here. And these are the two, four, seven composite rankings. They ranked 50th, 36, 49th, 47 and 60th average out to about the 50th best class in the country for five years before he got here. And now they've averaged about the 30th around the 30, you know, Mm-hmm. range that's a big that is a big jump I don't think people understand that the jump from from averaging a, the 50th best class in the country to averaging the 30th best class in the country is huge it is the difference between having SEC level players and not having SEC level players um, and then if you're developing guys like Josh Allen who becomes a two-star who becomes a top 10 pick in the national defensive player of the year and Benny Snell who Is Ohio State didn't want living right there in their backyard who's a three-star recruit and becomes a, I would say, when anyone would argue a five-star caliber player. That's a two and a three-star that turned out to be five stars. When you're developing some guys like that and you're signing top 30 recruiting classes, you're going to compete in the SEC, and that's what Mm -hmm. they've done. Um, So I I think this was another very typical class under Mark Stoops, and that's been getting results. Now people want more, but... But I I think this is – a and and also just kind of reestablishing the connection in the state after signing none last year, signing, what, two four-star kids from in the state uh, and five overall. Yeah, I'll I'll list
0: off the the five in-state guys that they signed this year. They are Jared Casey out of Louisville, Tay-Tay Crooms out of Louisville. Actually, four of the five were from Louisville. Sean Kell Knight Goff, was from Louisville. J.J. Weaver also from Louisville. Then Eli Cox is from Nicholasville. Cox is an offensive lineman. Casey Knight Goff, and Weaver are all outside linebacker, defensive ends. They're kind of positions exactly to be determined. And then uh, my boy Tay Tay, yep. he's a receiver. And uh, this will kind of transition to me. I wanted to. There was a couple notes that were kind of like made you stand up straight when Mark Stoops and Vince Merrow were talking about a couple guys today, and he was one of them. And Vince Marrow compared him to Jeff Bidette, speed-wise. And I feel like all of, n- not this season, but the season before, Kentucky was just completely in, in search of a guy. Missed, that, really missed Jeff Bidette. Yeah. yeah it, was a, it was a big hole. And so to potentially have a guy on the roster again, yeah. I think that's going to be able to uh, unlock some portions of the offense that Eddie Grand... Wasn't able to put forth this year because he didn't necessarily have the tools. And obviously, you know, say all this with kind of a grain of salt and we don't, we don't, signing day talk. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and guessing. But yeah, they, they've got to have somebody who can. I mean, Terry Wilson has a plenty big arm. Like he needs some guys who can run by defenders and run under passes and get Mm -hmm. those. And I think they started to find those guys at the end of last year on the roster, but they they need more of them. Um, also of note, you know Casey and Weaver are both four-star guys from yes. in-state. That was big. They lost Wondell Robinson. He did sign with Nebraska today. That was a loss. But uh, they also they got another four-star kid who. Um, Is a legacy player, if I'm correct. Yes, Moses Um,
0: Douglas, his dad. Most people call him Maurice. They called him Mo Douglas. He played uh, defensive back for Kentucky and then went on to have an 11 year NFL career.
1: Yeah, and he's a really good player who Mark Stoops talked today about how they, 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 people, they, people maybe did, but they should not take for granted this kid because he was so loyal to them, like wouldn't Mm -hmm. even take anybody else's calls, even though a lot of Power Five programs, big name programs wanted him. So that's a big one to have a guy like that that just says I want to play and what what position he's a uh, uh, he's going to be a safety and safety. And,
0: Stoop, right. it, and there had been a little bit of talk about potentially moving him uh, to a linebacker spot because I think they he, got enough linebacker. Well, he's yeah that that's true as well. But you know his his size was was kind of you know what you would if you just saw the the right. size of him you say that's a linebacker. But uh, Stoops said uh, no, we like big safeties. Yeah, and he also <laughs>
1: evoked the name of Sean Taylor, who he yeah. coached at Miami, being that's, a big uh, safety.
0: Um, that's a heck of a name to bring up. I mean, we were talking about uh, Marrow mentioning Jeff Bidette when yeah. talking about Tate Crooms. That's a next and, level, and I believe there was a reference to Boom Williams. Yeah, made, um,
1: uh, also today. Yeah,
0: um, that is that was in relation to Travis Tisdale, who is. I mean, when you look at his measurements, he's listed. On the sheet that Kentucky gave us today at five nine one seventy
1: five, so a little
0: bit undersized. Right back out of Georgia out of Valdosta Georgia.
1: So they got that, that's the other thing we could quickly gloss over. We kind of hit some high points for people. They signed five guys out of Georgia, five guys out of Kentucky, and only a, three out of Ohio this year. Well,
0: quick note also the there was a sixth the sixth guy not out of Georgia from Georgia from Georgia who went to JUCO, um, and that was the surprise sort of surprise today, yeah, right? Quandre Mosley, a four star JUCO a defensive back, chose Kentucky over Oregon and Utah.
1: Yeah, that was a big win for them today as well. There were a couple guys they were hoping to land today, and uh, I think one of them signed it with Minnesota. But this was a, a big get. I mean, and the fact that you've got a guy in the secondary who conceivably would step in and contribute. They lost. They're going to lose a ton out of the secondary. They needed defensive backs, and they needed linebackers, uh, to replenish uh, the coffers, and they did uh, did that today. They, what, got six linebackers and five DBs? Yes. I, that's right. Um, I th- This is a good, solid class. You know, they've got a quarterback who, you know, I, I think Amani Gilmore is well, a guy who. they have two quarterbacks. Right, uh, one's got a torn ACL. Yeah,
0: right now, so, so that his impact will be probably a li- little bit later down the line. But that's,
1: Gilmore could be the backup quarterback. I mean, if, if Gunnar Hope transfers for sure
0: i'll tell you what um speaking of of, of transfer there has been it's way in the rumor real right now but you know it's such kind of a hot topic on on social media stuff we're going to mention a potential quarterback transfer uh coming up in just a bit but first i do want to tell you guys about first watch and kyle that is your, one of your family's favorite
1: restaurants uh yes we go all the time we crush the million dollar bacon which is just like not really bacon it's basically candied bacon it's covered in all kinds of brown sugar mm-hmm. hardwood smoked bacon very very good um they're awesome for families they they always treat our, our twins great and seat us they try to seat us away from the masses so they don't nobody gets hit with flying food and mm-hmm. uh, never seem to be judging us about how poorly our <laughs> children behave but yeah i love i love to eat everything there it's only yeah. a breakfast and lunch place or they yeah. don't do dinners so they don't show up at dinner but uh, they have awesome, I think, awesome breakfast. My wife take, does a bunch of um, her work lunches when she takes clients out. Um, they do lunches there a lot of times. They have these. Uh, they have a thing called a hacienda hash that I crush potatoes, chorizo, all kinds of junk cheese. It's delicious. Not junk. It's delicious. Uh, cinnamon chocolate chip pancakes. There you go.
0: And as Kyle mentioned, it's it's just a breakfast and lunch place. They're open from 7 a.m. to 2:30 p.m every day and they get busy but they have a new app the first watch mobile app that lets you check in before you even arrive there there are three lexington locations and they are all locally owned there's also a few up in louisville and cincinnati so if you're listening up in that area you can find one that's close to you first watch yeah it's fresh you are locked on kentucky your daily kentucky wildcats podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Kyle, I'm sure you saw this. Jaron Williams is going to transfer. from Miami. Yeah. yeah. it's uh, It was reported by 247, and it was kind of weird because, I, I don't know if you saw this, but one of the Miami beat writers said, I just saw that uh, Jaron Williams is transferring. I'm watching Miami Bowl practice, and he's currently taking snaps. Oh. <laughs> and then Mark Richt had a press conference afterwards and said he had no comment on the situation at this time. Mm. So I, I, I completely believe that 247 has the correct info right. and that Williams isn't going to end up transferring, but uh, the scuttlebutt on the Internet is that he Kentucky is a possible destination for him, and I think most U.K. fans who follow any type of recruiting are familiar with him. He's a four-star quarterback, committed to Kentucky, decommitted, recommitted, and then flipped to Miami.
1: Yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think there would be some people that would just say, I actually had a couple of people text me today and say, no thank you, <laughs> Jaron Williams, which I get. I went down and watched him play in, in high school in Georgia. was planning to write a bunch of stuff about him. Uh, couldn't get it done before, <laughs> before he flipped again. Um, has basically done nothing at Miami this year. An injury, buried on the depth chart an injury
0: I think is has hampered him a little yeah, bit I don't know exactly uh, what the I don't care. I think it was ankle but I'm not hundred percent sure
1: on yeah, what that was but he's I think think attempted three passes uh, also of note um, you know before that news came out Vince Merrow at the signing day thing today was saying um, you know there's some guys from that 2018 class and even 2017 who decommitted from us and still talk to our guys and say man I know I should have I should have stuck with Kentucky so that was interesting, and he yes. also made a, a I think a, a passing reference to people uh, laughing uh, when he tried to recruit a quarterback from Georgia, uh, a top quarterback from mm-hmm. Georgia, which was Jaron Williams, obviously. Um, so I don't know if there were some signals being sent there or not, but I mean, if you look at the list of you know who decommitted from that 2018 class, and there's even a couple you know interesting names on the 2017. Uh, class, you know, Jaron Williams is one, the kid that went to Florida state, uh, Xavier Peters was committed to Kentucky. That was another one of those weird recruitments that I think everybody was sort of like dreading the other shoe to drop. And it finally did. He's at Florida state. He's recorded one tackle this year. Wow. So, you know, there's a couple names to, and there have been some sort of, buzz and rumors for a while now that there could be one or two transfers of guys, you know, that Kentucky fans would be familiar with. I know mm-hmm. uh Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio has been teasing that for a while. That would certainly these both would fit that bill, you know, guys that Kentucky fans would know. Uh I mean, I don't know, Mac Jones is he he's the from the year before, another four-star quarterback who kind of led them on uh and then committed he, to uh, Alabama. He not only led them on he put on the uh, the construction
0: gear and was out there when they oh, were yeah. redoing the, the yeah. stadium and the training facility. And he's yeah. out there, like, he, you yeah. know, saying he's going to rebuild the stuff. I mean, and I'm not knocking any of this right. stuff. And, and, and I'm going to find it here in a second. Mark Stoops had a great line uh, today about the, the situation, you know, guys decommitting and those kind of things. Um, but, yeah, that's why. And this is, I mean, I think we've made this point. A lot. You never burn a bridge in those situations right. if a guy decommits. De- de- you never burn the Wandale Robinson bridge.
1: And, yeah, it seems like they, like, especially Vince Merrow is very good at that. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, well, maybe you didn't want to do it now. But what if you go where you're going and they're getting all these five-star recruits and you realize you want to come back? Because they've had guys like that. Like, they've had guys they recruited they didn't get that circle back to them. And yeah. I you know I think it's very wise to maintain those relationships. I'm guessing Wondell Robinson never come, yeah, back. I mean but, but, <laughs> I was just you're right, I think it is, I think it's really you know you know with uh, and and probably I would guess like a guy like Vince, as long as he's been doing this and paying attention, like he can probably forecast with some dependability like this guy's gonna go there, and everybody's gonna be really good, and you know maybe he's not gonna get to play. Uh, whereas at Kentucky, he would get that opportunity. Now, increasingly, you could be really good and come to Kentucky and not be able to play because there's going to be a bunch of competition too, but uh, I, I, it feels like to me somebody is coming back that, that has they, left them at the yeah. altar before, and um, you know, those would be some names that would certainly Makes stir sense. people. And here's, their, here's the quote from Stoops. He said, in this day and
0: age with some players, if they're verbally committed, it just means you're in the lead. And we never stop recruiting, so we're always on the phone recruiting. And the specific example he was talking about today was uh, Kavon Kavon Butler, the defensive tackle from Ohio, who recently took a visit to Michigan State. Ohio State, I think, came and visited him, so there was some late buzz about some Big Ten schools. And Mark Stoops joked today that he was on the phone uh, with Butler until about 10.30 last night. And he's like, man, I got to get up early. I got to get to bed. And he Stay on him, big dog. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. said, "Uh, get on him, big dog. And he uh, put Vince Merrill on him. And so Vince Merrill continued the conversation a little bit later in the night. And then he ends up uh, signing with Kentucky. Uh, one quick other, since we're kind of talking recruiting here, I'll throw this in there. And obviously, this is a little bit of a basketball nugget. Uh, John Calipari and Joel Justice went and saw Matthew Hurt the other night. Watched him play a game and obviously it's just a big need Kyle. I mean, we've gone through it a lot. They need front court players. Matthew Hurt isn't the traditional post guy, but he can do so many things so well. Uh, Kentucky would take him without question. And I think he would probably be a star on next year's team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are, I think all in on these remaining top tier guys trying to make a, make a big splash. Um, you know they need to get one yeah if they just they do uh even if i mean and the roster needs some guys who are not guards for one uh but also from a perception standpoint they need to win one of these big big name battles mm-hmm. uh reestablish that they can i mean it's funny to say you need to reestablish <laughs> they've got two top 10 guys committed yeah uh but but they do i mean the bottom line is when people are talking the way they're talking about Kentucky's recruiting right now and questioning it it helps to send a message. And so that it's pretty apparent based on their activity, where they're going, how often they're going, you know, who they're trying to get in here to visit as well. That, you know, Jaden McDaniels, Matthew hurt. Those are guys that are huge priorities. Yep. Um, And I would say right now, it seems like they're the two biggest, you know, I I think they have not totally given up on Isaiah Stewart, but I don't, I just don't see that happening. Uh, I would imagine they've not given up. Well, I don't. I know they have not given up on uh, the new number one player in the class, who again, his name escapes me. Not
0: Allen Edwards. Yes, Anthony Anthony
1: Edwards. Edwards. Yes, right, right. I should never forget that <laughs> the guy from ER who played also played Goose in Top Gun. Anthony Edwards. If if we were on Top Gun, who would be Maverick? Uh I'd be Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ice. Val. That's Val Kilmer, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would. Pop in be, my collar. You I'd would be the be. jerk. Yeah, that's for a good sure. point. Um, you'd, anyway. You'd be Goose, though. Anyway, all right. So
0: uh, coming up next, we are going to quick, I'm just going to give a very brief overview of the North Carolina thing and two things to keep an eye on, and then we'll follow that up with coverage on the next podcast after we hear from John Calipari. And Kyle's going to share a story that he wrote for The Athletic this week. But I do want to let you guys know about Sling TV You don't want to watch the game, you need to watch the game. And if you're traveling on the holidays, you want to take your team with you, Sling TV is a great way to do it. If you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never use just so you can see your team win, Sling TV is the way to go. You get ESPN, Pac 12 Network, SEC Network, and a bunch more. It's the best way to watch college football, college basketball, NBA, all kinds of sports. You can stream on your big screen, but you can also take it with you on your favorite devices, your laptop, your tablet and your phone. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. Right now, Locked On listeners can get a free seven-day trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. It's a free trial. You got nothing to lose, so go check it out. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. So we're going to get kind of deeper into North Carolina, but two things I, just for me, kind of looking at it overviews. One, I find it interesting, Kobe White versus Ashton Higgins. I think that's going to be obviously a key matchup. The two point guards, White has been the best freshman, I think, on the court so far for North Carolina. I haven't been locked into him, but I think you, just looking at the stats, he's been the best, and that's kind of a surprise considering what Nasir Little is ranked in the in the mock drafts. But Hagen's on is going to need to be able to step up his defensive game and slow down the UNC freshman point guard.
1: Yeah, I mean, just in, in general, we've talked so much this season already about Kentucky's defense and needing to be better. They're going to have to be really, really, really locked in against North Carolina. Uh, I mean, that's a team that can score in uh, pretty amazing. Put one hundred and three on Gonzaga. That was, I think, that maybe caught some people by surprise just that result in general uh, they've been an up and down team yeah but they've been able to score um,
0: without yeah without fail they had 100,
1: 103 against Gonzaga 97 against uh, UNC Wilmington uh, 116 against Elon 90 against Stanford 108 against Tennessee Tech 101 against St Francis lost a game 92 to 89 to North Carolina and put 94 uh pretty well pounded UCLA 94 to 78. Um, and then lost by a lot, by 17 to Michigan. So they've been uh, kind of an up-and-down team. I mean, two two losses I wouldn't say are, not, are bad losses, Texas and Michigan. Um, got a couple of really good wins as well, but they, they really score the ball, and that's going to test what has been at times, of I think, a frustration yes. for Kentucky and for Calipari, and th- I—, I it's going to be really interesting too because they have this. They're in the stretch where they only play every Saturday right now, and they're having these whole weeks in between. There's a lot that a young team can accomplish and change in whole weeks to work. Uh, I'm not sure about the schedule. I should know this about whether or not they're already out of class. Are they out of class? Yeah,
0: finals was finals were week? this week as we're finishing okay, up. So, so they'll, you know, they they'll, they'll,
1: they'll get a couple days in yeah. probably where they're unencumbered yeah. and you know probably very relieved I, I would imagine some of these freshmen and probably sophomores too about the last month have probably been high stress about the yes. school stuff I and would when guess. you I know how I felt when I took my last final it was like an incredible relief I was a totally different person for those days after that so uh, there could be some of that for Kentucky yeah. and get some good work in but I I can't wait to see that game we'll preview it, pre- preview it more uh, coming up, but uh, yeah, the, that's going to be such a fun game. Yeah,
0: and the second thing I wanted to mention, we won't get into it deep here, is rebounding because Carolina's offensive rebounding numbers are impressive, and Kentucky's rebounding numbers overall are also a strength of their team, so I think that's going to be pivotal. We'll have comments from John Calipari and discuss that a little bit more, but you heard it here first. Kyle Tucker just guaranteed the Kentucky freshmen will be shooting a lot better, playing a lot freer, because the re- weight of finals will be off their shoulders. That's right. So, uh, Kyle... Before we wrap here, I want to let give you a chance to share your a portions of your story that you put on The Athletic about the Committee of 101.
1: Yeah, it was really cool to get to know them as part of our series on The Athletic called uh, Home of the Game. Wanted to kind of get to know some of the people and places that are that make some of these programs uh, what they are, special. And the, the Committee of 101, they're the guys you see at the games in the blue coats, the blue jackets, nicely dressed. Gentlemen who usher people to their seats. They're volunteers. They go back a long time. The 1966. They get their name from a guy who, a couple guys who started sending Adolf Rupp and the Rupp's runts in, in 66 telegrams at road games. They were IBM employees. Their friends started hearing about it and wanting in, and they decided to send 100 names on a telegram, a late season road game to Rupp, and uh, got ready to send it. And one one more friend jumped on and said, "I want my name on there." So it ended up being 101 guys they all paid 10 cents, 5 cents per word of their name, first and last name to get on there. And Rupp was so impressed that he talked about them on his coaching show the next Sunday, and the guys were so impressed by that that they said, "Let's form a club and like help the program any way we can." They started hosting a an annual banquet that was a huge success. And and I didn't know so much of their history. I know them as the guys in the blue coats, but, you know, especially when Joe B Hall was the head coach here and he was an assistant under Rupp when they started. He basically grabbed the the committee of 101 and said I'm going to use this and I'm especially going to use it in recruiting. The guys would drive him across the state when he wanted to go see a recruit so he could sleep in the car. Uh I think I think that's funny right now because I, I
0: guarantee John Calipari does that. It's just not with this these these committee guys, you know, it's yeah, his right. staff. Yeah.
1: Joel, Joel Justice has probably got a bunch of pictures on he's, his phone of probably, John Calipari's mouth hanging open, drooling out we,
0: the we, passenger window. We just talked about uh, you know, him going to visit Matthew Hurt, I guarantee after they wrap up that game, uh, Joel's going back to the airport and
1: Calipari's asleep in the passenger seat. Yes, yes or curled up in the back uh, with a full blanket and pillow. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, just that was a funny story. And then, like, crazy, like before the NCAA rules were what they were and, you know, you had to. They really clamped down. They were the committee of one hundred and one guys were like out there, like making calls to recruits, and like at Joby Hall's behest, and they were going to to like show up in force, like twenty deep, at a top high school player's game, uh, wearing their blue jackets and holding up signs. And they one they went to Kent Benson. He was a a star, the number one pick, star at Indiana. Kentucky was recruiting. They went to one of his games and got a program that he was on the cover of, brought it back here, blew it up to more than life size and then greeted him at the airport when he arrived <laughs> at Kentucky for his official visit. Maybe he was so creeped out by that he picked didn't pick Kentucky. <laughs> but there there's some great stories and I I love history stuff like that when it comes to sports. Like what, you know, we know what a program is today and what how we think of it today, but how did it get there? And like a fan base, how did it get like that way? Yeah. You know, Adolf Rupp got people so excited about basketball in this state that they became, you know, the you people are crazy. They became mm-hmm. crazy about it, which John Calipari says now. And the the guy that Bobby Weir, who was one of the two guys who started all those telegrams, I talked to him. He's eighty something years old now, eighty five, I think. And he was saying, "I think what we did was the beginning of what people now call Big Blue Nation." Yeah, uh, which is you know, it's cool to th- to trace things back to their origin. And I don't know if that's Exactly right, but I would say that's about the craziest group of Kentucky fans that was going back then if they're banding together for no payment to work games, usher games, and then travel all over the place question, recruiting for the program.
0: My question is this. Do you think, um, you know, after Benson picked Indiana, Rupp had to come out and say, don't
1: telegraph recruits. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah like don't, <laughs> don't tweet recruits. Don't send – that would be – that I didn't even think to ask that. Did you guys ever send any hateful, uh, we didn't want you anyway and you're not that good anyway uh, telegrams to recruits? But, yeah, read that whole story. It's pretty long. Uh, Talked to a bunch of different folks, and it was really a treat. Uh, It's on theathletic.com. We have a special going with that home of the game series right now, 40% off. I've tweeted out the the promo code for that a couple times. So you can get 40% off your subscription and read that and read everything else we write about Kentucky and read – all of our other stories in the series and our other coverage of both college fo- college basketball, college football, mm-hmm. the NBA, all of it, we cover everything at the Athletic. And I hope hope you're a reader.
0: Without a doubt. Uh, thanks again to First Watch for sponsoring this edition of the show. As Kyle said, read his work on the Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at Kyle Tucker underscore ath. You can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, Burch Uh We mentioned some of Stoops and Marrow's comments. I'll be tweet. I've already tweeted out. As we're recording this, a lot of Mark Stoops' comments over the next day or so. I'll be working on getting out some of Vince Marrows, and then eventually I'll have the full pressers up, and I'll be tweeting them out as well. I'll probably also post them on BigBlueInsider.com. Thank you so much for listening to Locked on Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked on. Don't worry. I won't finish. You get the idea.
1: That decommitted is another. Uh, Now I'm drawing a blank on his name and the Internet's going too slow for me to pull it up here. Um, uh, I can't talk. (laughs) Just delete that. Your freaking Internet in here just will not pull up for me.